Happy 2021, my lovely congregation, and welcome back to Pussy Church. I'm Lara, an erotica writer and the creator of Tales of Lara, which you can find at talesoflara.com and at Tales of Lara on Instagram. And today, I have a special episode for you. As of today, 2021 is three days old, and we have done a roundup of the whole podcast. It's been around for about a year, so today we're going to do a little best off, if you will, of the past year at Pussy church. Since we started a podcast, we talked endlessly about sex, of course. But if you're new to the show, there's some structure to the madness. So let's dive in. I'm the host of the show, but there's many, many lovely people who have been on and helped create this little community. There's two amazing people who've been on this show over and over again. That's the most amazing, Mona, my co-host. I'm calling myself Mona D. Baker. Mona D. Baker. Mona D. Baker. That's a play on words because my boyfriend, he calls me the boner maker. So I asked him, I was like, what? I'm going on this sex podcast. I can't use my real name. So it's just rearranging the words of the boner maker because I make it a boner. You make it a boner. (laughs) The best women in the world make it a boner. I make it a boner. And the incredible Aquaman. What's the sexual innuendo, though? I don't want to like miss that part well i think that i have such an insane craving to see when i go down on somebody to essentially make them drip a lot like there's Ooh. points in time where certain women they there would be puddles on the ground and that I, is I love that. that is an amazing name yeah Aquaman. as of today the best <laughs> name i've ever heard first off we always chat about what's new in our sex and dating lives and i want to dive right in with mona's number one dating advice one of the first times we hung out um we went to a sex shop together nice and- <laughs> that's a good first or second date <laughs> well, like it was like the, maybe the third time we hung out he's like let's just go to a sex store because when you do that you can get to know what people are into very totally. I, I highly recommend anyone who's dating someone recommend like you have a that's date a to go to a sex, sex shop and then it. you can kind of like subtly pick out stuff that you like in our pilot episode we talked about a trench coat challenge she goes to their house in like a trench coat and nothing under and like high heels. No way. Yes, like totally classic. <laughs> That's like the amazing. most classic thing. And she doesn't tell them, obviously. Yeah. She just comes over. I'm gonna have to use that. Yes, you should. I'm, I'm, I've been planning on it. Yeah, let's come up with challenges <laughs> for each other and then come back and report on how it went. And weeks later, I finally did it. So I have some news. Yeah. Well, kind of. Remember weeks and weeks and weeks ago and only our most um i don't know loyal listeners will remember maybe um when we started talking about that trench coat challenge yeah yeah that right? was a long time ago yeah the idea really behind that was that you wear a trench coat nothing under and you just come over to a guy's house and open it up right but but you you uh i think went above and beyond <laughs> well it was a little bit different the cheating aspect of this is that he kind of knew so it's a little not fair but i was wearing a winter coat and underneath i was wearing just a full set of lingerie and we went to a bar together yeah and then you know i was like opening my legs a little bit so he can see you know that's so <laughs> my garter belt and yeah, stuff yeah. but i think i just felt like everybody kind of knew right <laughs> like you had a secret <laughs> 
Then Aquaman came to visit to chat about places to have sex at and where you shouldn't. Why did you buy this car? To have sex in it comfortably so? Exactly. <laughs> I want to stretch my legs. I don't want to cramp up. Um, but I remember at some point while we were having sex, she was like on top of me. And I had to open the sunroof to get her head out so she doesn't bump her no, head. No, stop. I swear. And I opened no, the I opened it. the rear door and I and I like like let my back roll out just because it was so tight for me. Wait, so she, her head sticking out at the top. Yeah. She cannot actually see you, or is she like looking. No, down No, she could. She could. She's looking now. She could see. Me. Oh my god, how fucking funny Instead must like it have looked from neck, outside? She has scoliosis, so they wanted to twist her. What? <laughs> we tried a lot of new sex toys: vibrators, strap-on, like. All yeah. the fun things, you know, yeah. eating each other out right. for hours because, you know, it takes hours. It's going to make her come over and over and over again. I finally went and bought the supplies to peg my boyfriend. <gasps> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. It happened. At one point, he brings out his fucking treasure chest or sex toy chest. He's like, hey, go and like look what you're interested in. And so much shit. It's kind of crazy. But so I was gonna, going through this, like curious, like a little guy. <laughs> Uh-huh. I'm like, oh my god, Christmas morning. Um, no. <laughs> but so we started playing with a chastity. We didn't have sex on the plane, but <laughs> I don't want to be pussy whipped. Hey, I actually disagree. I got my pussy whipped and I liked it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, I ruined another couch. Another couch? Another couch. Um, because as quite often, as we mentioned before, like the other day, I like flooded my kitchen. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. At least Flooded your kitchen. <laughs> What's so crazy? Just imagining you like being like a fire hydrant. And some things we did not want to try. Have you seen the huge anal dildos? Oh god. That they have in sex shops? What? Like massive. I, th- I think it's mainly for gay guys to be like. Yeah. But they're so big and you're like, "How? Does this like having I don't know, a baby come out into your ass basically. It's so big." That's insane. I'm like, mo- I- like I'm showing it right now. You can't see this obviously. I'm just worried that you listeners. get stuck like that and then well, some people do. What? Have you ever... Okay, so there's a whole... We're getting so off topic. There's a whole Reddit thread um, that doctors and nurses... Have to, like... Have commented on um, about the craziest um, sex accidents that come into the ER. Yeah. So, like, a ripped anus? Like, everything. Like, mainly things stuck inside of people that oh, yeah, they can't yeah. get out, right? Yeah. And so, the, the best story I've ever read, really, mm-hmm. was um, this... Guy came into the ER and he had um, a zucchini up his ass and it was stuck there, right? Obviously. Oh. Why would he come? Yeah. And then he told the doctor, he's he- like, oh, I was um, riding my tractor naked and I fell off onto a zucchini. <laughs> <laughs> weirder. Like people. Much weirder. Put live animals in their butt. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know if it's. What was, do you mean? We're getting really off like subject. Like a snake? No, like I've Sorry, heard, the I've only heard like something phallic. where someone, I don't know if this is not true or not. I don't know if it's true or not, but um, like someone put a tube and put like a, a hamster in it. No. And then lit fire at the end of the tube so it would have to crawl <gasps> into the butt. Okay, I was so hope that this is an urban myth. I hope that's fake, but I've heard things. The poor hamster. Yeah. I got so many messages about the book Come As You Are, which we discussed in the episode Becoming Cliterate. 
And here's a little refresher on how to figure out your own sex drive. So I think a couple of weeks ago, we talked about this book that um, we both wanted to start reading and um, we suggested to the audience to read. And it's called Come As You Are mm. by Emily Nagowski. The first like really cool revelation mm-hmm. I wanted to share. And it okay. will totally tie in with, with what you just um, mentioned. Okay. It is called The Dual Control Model of Sexual Response. I know, super well. scientific. Bear with me, people. <laughs> okay. And so it's it's supposedly shows how women and men get aroused, right? And there's dual there's um dual control, meaning one is called the sexual excitation system mm-hmm. and the other is the sexual inhibition system. Okay. Really what that means, I know it sounds so complicated. Imagine you are a car. Okay. <laughs> right. And you have like an accelerator, a gas pedal, and you have a brake pedal. Right. Right. And the the acceleration is like how quickly you're turned on. Oh, like, interesting. Right. Yeah. And the brake is like how quickly you're turned off. Yeah, yeah. So um there's different factors for people. Like some people have a very sensitive accelerator, meaning the smallest things will turn them yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like someone I know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who you're talking about, but um, <laughs> <laughs> as I talked earlier about yeah. before we started recording, I'm like, I'm turned on by a white fucking wall. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Um no, so but there's like a you can have a sensitive or not so sensitive, right? Meaning you need a lot of sexual input right? Um, in order to be stimulated. Yeah, in order for the gas pedal to hit, like for you to start rolling. Right. To want to have sex, yeah. right? Like a lot of things have to fit. Like, yeah, so it's kind of that system is like scanning for sexual appropriate um, stimuli, stimuli or like yeah. input. And then when it sees something, it reacts to it, right? Okay. So that's your accelerator. And you can have a very sensitive one, a very... Mm-hmm unsensitive one and like a medium one yeah obviously most people fall in a medium one and then there's like i think 10 15 percent on each side okay um and then the other one is a break you can have a very sensitive break meaning a small thing that happens can during sex can turn you off immediately yeah. like for example one of the things that would break for me would be if we have a fight yeah Oh, and yeah, like yeah. my body's like, oh, yeah, I don't no. want to have sex. No, no. The yeah. break's going. And you can have a very insensitive break, um, meaning you want to, for example, have sex outside. Right. You know, because you don't care if somebody will, ca- you know, like yeah, it won't turn yeah, you yeah. off like if somebody could see you. Excitement. Or you, yeah, you can also have sex with a complete stranger. It doesn't have to be safe or perfect. Right. But if you have a very um, sensitive break, you know. The smell could be off and you can't. Really. Right. Which, so it's like super interesting. So there's this whole test that she does. Like, so you can. Yeah. How does she test this? It's cool. I, I'm going to read a couple of the, the questions okay. that she's asking cool. you and then everybody can do it online and right. just figure it out for themselves. And last but not least, the one time I got tied up in Paris. I landed in Paris and two hours later I had um, scheduled a shibari tying session photo shoot with this woman yeah this is professionally like a shibari master <laughs> off her the plane is... and straightened her ropes i know it was so crazy her name is marie sauvage um i posted her online but i'm gonna post her um again after this comes out and we talked about shibari in this podcast before right but shibari is like a japanese bondage that comes from the samurais actually and in the samurai age, they would tie prisoners with different ties, and every tie would kind of signify the crime they had committed. Wow. So crazy. And 
So nuts, right? Yeah. And now there's two kind of Japanese bondage types, and one is Kimbaku and one is Shibari. And Kimbaku is a little bit more fetishy and like rough, and Shibari mm-hmm. is more like the art form performance. Right. I put on my lingerie and she started tying me, and it was so fucking hot. I bet. I bet. I can't oh, imagine. Oh, my God. I mean, she has also that kind of energy, you right. know? Yeah, yeah, That has, like, a full-on vibe. Um, where it was like, oh, she has, like, really... And we've already talked about sex for two hours, so I'm already... Yeah, yeah, really, so like, you're in the mindset, in that you know? Mind, of course. Oh, and that sounds amazing. I, it's so crazy. And, you know, I mean, both of us, but, like... When you're also a sexual person, you kind of vibe off that. You know, you're <laughs> right. like, oh, shit. <laughs> okay, I can feel this. I even yeah. said it to her while she was tying me. I was like, you have a really amazing energy. Uh-huh. Um, I was like, am I flirting with her? I'm not sure. Maybe I was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Next up, we always sing the gospel, which is really sex news of the prior week. Here are a few highlights, like the craziest sex toys we could find. It's way too big for a toy. It's massive. It is actually called Orgasmatron 3000, and it is a washing machine with a saddle (laughs) on top. Oh, Oh, yes, it is. Wait, so it's not you don't just buy the saddle. You is that? You like no, you have to buy the whole fucking thing. Wow, that's yeah. Serious. This is an actual product. It is an actual product. Oh it's gosh. a really big, and actually, I don't think so. The settings on it are different intensities of O. It, oh, so no. I think the idea is that you put that into your apartment, a pretty big fake washing machine, and then you hop on top of it. I'm assuming a girl. Yeah. And you ride the washing machine. Oh, man. Last but not least, a very famous company mm-hmm. called Bad Dragon. This is no- the normal part of the website, I would say. Mm-hmm. Totally. And also people are obsessed, right? Like the photo that we're seeing here is a guy who posted on and read it on Reddit his collection. And the collection is like 30 dragon dildos in. Wow. So there's like a thing going on. Yeah. But so the funny part about this company... Is two products. Um, and they're kind of combined in one to a certain degree because mm-hmm. you can buy the options. It's a glove for the for a guy's dick. So you put it over your dick. Oh. And then in the back end, there's um there's a little tube going through it as well. And there's a squirting thing at the back, and you can come like they sell dragon cum, and while you're having sex with your dragon dick sleeve you can operate that pump and shoot out dragon cum no is it green it is unfortunately white which oh, okay. i find so boring <laughs> yeah you, you right a little more imaginative what are you thinking uh fuckability well, like the, the different shapes of the dildos that seem interesting i'm not like particularly turned on by dragons so <laughs> <laughs> not particularly <laughs> not to know <laughs> not at all turned on by dragons <laughs> I'd say two. Yeah, I'm similar. I think I'm going to separate it into the dildos. Not a turn. It's not a turn on for me, the shapes and colors, because it looks like an animal. But I try it, so I give it a three. The squirter, I somehow have to give it like zero. a zero. Yeah, I, just, I have no interest in I, it. 
it's just someone i mean it's funny right but it ain't my cup yeah of tea. no or a cup of cum i don't know cup of, cup of, it's <laughs> not my one. cup of cum <laughs> Pussy Church is obviously a sex podcast, but even sex wasn't untouched by COVID-19, so we talked a lot about COVID news and our sex lives. First off, we discovered OnlyFans. Um, I Get on there. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, no, I'm, not, I'm not going to perform on there. Are you going to make some money? I'm single. <laughs> I'm now going to become a cam girl, giving up money. You're- your ex is like two weeks later he's like i think i just saw you online <laughs> you're like well baby <laughs> taking matters into my own hands right. you can subscribe for yeah. 59.99 if you want to see me naked still <laughs> can you imagine someone goes through a breakup and then they go into porn it's just like a fuck you like, all right, you don't know I would else. find it really funny if you're camming and then you just send him an invite and you're like, well, so you're not getting this for free anymore. But if you want to pay, you can still see me naked. <laughs> I think it's fucking fantastic. It's such a weird. Oh. The other way around would be very odd. I'd be like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> he's, oh. He's, on, he's a cam boy now. <laughs> cam boy. I love it. We went to virtual sex parties. But anyway, you were recently involved in... <laughs> In one of these Zoom kind I, of sex I was. Parties, right? Daniel Saint, the sex club owner, was on Pillow Talk, the quarantine session of the show. And he invited me to one of his virtual play parties. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty crazy. I gotta yeah, say. I, I can't imagine. Like, how many people were in this chat? Or party? <laughs> so the way it's set up is there's four windows open. Which are like the, the play windows where people can jump into if they want to be exhibitionists, I guess, or perform. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think we're 40. So I logged in. It was like super late at night because the party was New York time. I'm in Europe. I was like, it's 3 a.m. Super not sexy, right? I'm like, oh, how am I going to be awake for this? I was awake quickly. Yeah, I would assume um, so. <laughs> that, that happened quickly. Um, first dick popped up. I was like, well, I'm all right. Um, <laughs> hello. So there's four windows. I think we were like 40 people watching, I guess, to a certain degree. Um, and then there's a chat window where people can kind of communicate and like talk to people on screen. Right. Um, ask them things. I mean, hilarious, actually, kind of. So when I first logged on, there was a chick and she was doing like a guided masturbation. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a way to get you in the mood, like any females that are watching kind of, yeah. Yeah, start it, with felt, it felt like it felt like a warm up, right? Like a little <laughs> bit of like get no, I mean really to get into that space because it's still kind of weirdly clinical, right? Because you're just seeing a screen, and it's not like being at a sex party. So there was another performance, mm-hmm. and she was doing a shibari performance. I have never seen anything like it, and I've seen quite a bit of shibari stuff. She was tying her, so it's called a self tie. Yeah. She tied herself. First of all, she was already in kind of a harness that she had tied for herself, which can't be easy. Like, it's really difficult. And then she had a hook on the wall. So this girl's doing this quite often, I think. (laughs) Yeah, sounds sounds like it. So she, well, that was like, she was working up to this, right? She was playing music and the music was coming through our speakers. And then she suspended herself from the fucking ceiling. But then... This couple came on screen and they started making out and then 
And then they started fucking and they like put their camera like so professionally, so professionally, so porn professionally, right? So you could see his dick sliding into her vagina. Wow. Also, governments enforced weird restrictions on sex workers. Since everything's opening up slowly but surely. Yeah. Also, some sex workers can go back to work. And in Switzerland, they are actually allowing sex workers to go back to work with really funny regulations. (laughs) Oh, gosh. What is that? Sex workers? Yeah, it's amazing. They have to take the temperature of the clients to see if they're sick or not, right? But then... They were saying that only two positions were allowed, no kissing, and the two sex positions that were allowed were reversed cowgirl and doggy. <laughs> oh, so you're not like breathing at each other's faces. Yes. <laughs> Reverse cowgirl. That, that's a good position. We also checked out some really bad sex advice from magazines. So um, I'm starting with a category that I call the surprise. And there's a few <laughs> a few great tips, oh, wow. this niche topic yeah. of sex advice. And um, it starts with this one. The tip comes from Cosmopolitan. And it says, have someone hide in the closet, but don't tell your partner. What? 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 I am terrified. No. What? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> that should be like illegal. That is illegal, I think. Yeah, well, because that's... who is the person hiding in the closet, first of all? <laughs> like, do I know this person? Do I have a gun? If I do have a gun, this is a dangerous game all to play. Right. Right. Oh. No, the person is not like really um coming out in this like out of the closet. <laughs> Person's not coming out of the closet in the description of the what? sex tip. So is it like to make it more interesting for you who knows that there's someone in the closet watching it? I don't know. That's really strange. All right. Next one by Cosmopolitan. Sprinkle a little pepper under his nose right before he climaxes. Sneezing can feel similar to an orgasm and amplify the feel-good effects. Can you imagine just tossing some pepper in his face? I'm imagining this like mid-ride and she has like a grinder and just a grinder over his face. And she's like, are you are you about to come, babe? And he's like, yes, I'm about to come. And she's like, pulls out the pepper grinder from where you don't know. And she's like grinding it on his fucking face. And he sneezes. What? And he's like, what the fuck, babe? What the fuck was this? I think it would end up on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> and there was that one story about a priest having sex at Pussy Church. This happened on September 30th mm-hmm. um, in Louisiana, I think close to New Orleans. Um, and there were lights inside of a church, St. Mm-hmm. Peter's mm-hmm. and the Paul Roman Catholic Church. Um, and it was a little later than usual and passerbys stopped by and mm. peeked in, right? Mm-hmm. And they looked inside. And they saw the parish's pastor, half naked, having sex with two women on the altar. Oh my God. Yes. No and pun intended. They fucking, <laughs> oh my God. That's what the girl said. Mm-hmm. Um, the women apparently were dressed in corsets and high heeled boots. Oh my God. That sounds amazing. God, I saw the photos of them. It's so fucking funny. And then. They had a tripod standing there with a cell phone, so they were shooting video oh, of that all happening. About it. Yeah. 
So this fucking priest is fucking these two chicks. Not sure if they're like sex workers or not. This is, hasn't come out yet. Mm-hmm. And he's filming it for, I don't know, either for himself or for, I don't know, an his online situation. Maybe his catalog. <laughs> his priest Maybe. catalog. It yeah. probably wasn't his fucking first time, man. Yeah. Oh, no. This is like a professional. Oh, like, oh, yeah. I love God. doing this. I love fucking in front of the altar. <laughs> That's so his thing. They, they, the police came, right? What? Yeah. And oh. they arrested the pastor. Why? And the girls. When the pandemic hit last year, I started a new part of this podcast called Pillow Talk, which was a quarantine show where I talked to some of my favorite erotic creators and we played games on air like Truth or Dare or Would You Rather. Here are a couple sound bites of my incredible, incredible guests. I did a pillow talk with the incredible comedian Bianca Cristovao and her new show about a COVID breakup. What's, what's the stages of breaking up that you're going, like the character is going through? Well, you know, at first you have the classic, which is shock, you know. True. <laughs> Remember that? Man, yeah. When you get the news. <laughs> when you get the news. News flash. <laughs> when you're just like, you know, cooking or, you know, watching TV, you're being totally chill and somebody... You know, shits all over your life. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That's a that's a great moment. That's like <laughs> that's like the most volatile situation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, and then you have uh, pain. You know, mm-hmm. confusion. Yeah, confusion is fun. Confusion is so fun. It's like is when it you're fun? Is that when we when you're like kind of <laughs> negotiating? Is that what, well? Confusion is, it... is just like you're under, you're trying to figure out why. You know, because oh, there's yeah, never yeah. like a good why to be honest. I mean, there's always one why. Yeah, there's the why is that he no longer wants to be with you. (laughs) (laughs) It's the why. I was like, there's one normal solution. All you need to know, you guys, if there's one lesson that I can teach you from this experience of, you know, writing about a breakup. All you need to know is if somebody's breaking up with you, they don't want to be with you. It's <laughs> as simple as that. You can think as horrible it. as it is, you know. <laughs> there is. Well, but he was really troubled, though, you know. And then he really had a problem with his <laughs> no, no, family. No, no, he, like, he so. really, really loved me. And he, you know, he just couldn't really handle loved me. My, his emotions. He actually loved me too much. That is the problem. If you didn't I'm think- so, such a strong woman, and he had a yeah. hard time handling it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he could not handle my greatness. <laughs> no, no, no. It was like totally overwhelming for him. He got so yeah. scared. He got scared because he, he was hurt before. He never felt what he just felt. And he just didn't want to be hurt again. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and he's like totally terrified. Terrified. He has terrified. abandonment issues. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, here's the thing. He also knew that this would be forever and maybe he just wasn't ready for the Oh, part. totally. Timing. 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 Yeah, because he wanted to like really, he wants to marry you and yes, like have and your children. children. Yeah. But that's such a huge commitment. Right. And he also felt like he was inadequate because he didn't have enough money He's to provide. So young still, still, you know? Young. I also had the honor to talk to the incredible artist and musician Dana Dentata, and here we talk about why all her fans call her daddy. Is that kind of where the um, last year's AP came from, Daddy Loves You? Yeah, because... um, From that kind of character? Well, yeah, and I didn't create that. Um, I started, once I started playing more shows, like, people would start yelling daddy at me a lot. Really? I, I didn't get it at first because, like, I just was like, why are they calling me daddy? I don't understand. And then um, 
uh, someone was talking with me about it and they're like, I think you should think about it more and you should look more like look deeper Mm. into that because there's something deeper about it. And I think like my sexuality is so um, empowered that it crosses the line towards masculinity only because of like society you know that my female sexual power would translate as masculine because it's unidentifiable unidentifiable yeah 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 i can't be put in like a female category in in the traditional quote-unquote whatever the fuck that means sense of like this is a woman this is how her sexuality is supposed to look like yeah it's the same as like big dick energy it's like yeah giving off big dick energy and then i i started to embrace daddy what is like a good tip that you would give if somebody wants to like go for pole, pole dancing? dancing yeah i would i would say the slower the better so it's more about just like moving sensually and slowly with like mm. that kind of movement i've always felt like was sexier than even busting the craziest tricks and it's it's like a feeling you can it's a different kind of feeling. It's just such a release and like you feel so good. Just like slow. Also, the incredible writer and pornographer Storia came on the show and we talked about how she got started in porn. And then she told us a little, little story. I thought I was going to check it out with my own vagina for a minute and then like be told like thanks for your service um have a nice life this was fun mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it never happened so it just kept on going yeah Basically. at one point I was like shit this could be a career and then I was like wow this is a career and now I'm like uh you know I, I used fleshlight sales to found a porn company I jerked someone off with my fleshlight once Oh, you did my own fleshlight. Okay, so he had like kind of jokingly asked for my fleshlight and had given it to him. So the fleshlight is in his bedroom, and I I took it out of the case. So you have like the squishy sleeve, mm-hmm. and then I jerked him off with my fleshlight. It was simultaneously the most amazing and narcissistic moment of my life. <laughs> if you just feel tired sometimes, you can just. Have your other pussy work for you, basically. Yeah, you just pull a spare (laughs) out of the drawer. Just a couple of weeks ago, I was also visited by incredible sexologist Chantel Otten, and we chatted about how to tell your partner what you like in bed. How would you recommend she can communicate that with her partner without being scared Mm. that he, Mm. I don't know, I don't know what people are scared of much, but... Get sensitive, yeah. Yeah. I love a good compliment sandwich. I mean, it really depends on like how comfortable you are with your partner. So I always say like, Mm -hmm. I always like people to use really affirming terms because of course, like sex is the hardest thing to talk about with our sexual partners, which is so weird, but you know, we can talk (laughs) about it with our friends, (laughs) but I think it's good to say like, Hey, like that feels really good. I would love if you could put more pressure on my clit or I'd love if you could rub a bit harder Mm -hmm. or um, that feels great. Let me show you what I love and you can incorporate it in. Um, and then just say, that's great, you know, or, um, a little bit harder, be good or ease up a little bit, like be nice instead of saying like, you're not doing it right. Or no, like that's wrong. Like 
imagine if someone said that to you, like you'd be like, totally oh, cool, I'm not having sex with you. I was also visited by incredible hosts from the podcast Girls on Porn. And we chatted about their favorite porn outlets and we played a few games. What kind of um, websites would you recommend? What are your favorites? Deeper.com, uh, mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, so good. We love Kate and Cross. I feel like that's a good kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah, like <laughs> yeah. I feel like yeah. it's a good kind of a, a starter. Yeah, it's a good bridge <laughs> yeah. from the mainstream world because yeah. she is inside of the mainstream world and was a performer in the mm-hmm. mainstream. And a lot of that stuff you know, isn't for everybody, but it feels like one step away from right. mainstream porn. I think a lot so. of it's like the production a lot of value is beautiful. Yeah, it's a lot it's of like stunning. high production value and a lot of like performers that cross like that yeah. are mainstream performers. Yeah. Um, Familiar faces. Yeah. But yeah. it's a woman directing it. Yeah. So that's a cool step forward to us. Mm-hmm. We also love X Confessions. Mm. We love Balesa dot co like Balesa has an aggregate where you can go on their site and just search for different porn and it's yeah. all free and then they also have a subscription Balesa films. Balesa films where you can watch the stuff that they specifically produce that mostly mm-hmm. is directed by Jackie St. James right um we also love crash pad series which is more mm-hmm. alt more uh queer Sh- inclusive yeah. shine louise houston's um series mm-hmm. and, and she a- also has a platform at pinklabel.tv that is similarly like all kinds of content that she's mm-hmm. vetted and vetted and curated that is like some of it's vintage some of it's oh, yeah. like feature oh. films that oh, you can yeah. rent really oh, yeah i haven't, I haven't watched that yet crash yeah crash pad is her series okay and then pinklabel.tv uh, is the website you can go to, to yeah. just like search for random like fun oh, funky awesome. like old school like queer porn from the 70s and 80s as far back yeah it's it's a really cool very broad selection Uh of all different kinds of stuff truth or dare (laughs) truth <laughs> I am scared. Chicken shit is. <laughs> this is one that's going to be easy and difficult for you. Okay, I cool. think. Okay. What's the weirdest porn that you ever clicked on and that actually turned you on? <gasps> oh, unexpectedly uh, so. Uh, I mean, we just talked about it the other day. We, I watched a hentai um, mm. video for the podcast. That of course. Um, it was called Fuzzy Lips, and I was like, before Ooh. that, I was like, why? I was like, I don't get the appeal of hentai. Like, I would never, you know. And then for some reason, it it just made sense to me. Like, it felt like the weird things that you would draw when you were like twelve or thirteen. That you were like, and then they fuck, and he comes <laughs> all over her huge titties, and then they go to the bathroom, and then they fuck again. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, like it just made so much sense to me. Also here, I'm fan-crushing on adult performer Mickey Maud, and I'm still slightly blushing when I think of that episode. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm a huge fan of your work, which I always find really funny to say to an adult performer. <laughs> well, thank you. Or sure you're you welcome, depending on how you want to, you know. Welcome, for sure. Yes. So I have a dare for you. Um, and it can be short, but um, I dare you to perform a little bit of your favorite dirty talk on air. Oh, the, I think the first thing I'm putting on my my phone sex voice um, and, you know, if I can touch your body and if I can caress your neck and, you know, think about what it would be like to have my lips on your skin, feel the warmth of your skin and how you smell and how you feel and how your touch feels on my body and my touch feels on your body and 
and my dog barking in the background. <laughs> that service is available and you're welcome to, you know. <laughs> you can call back after the show. <laughs> you pay by the minutes. <laughs> I'll give you 10 minutes free for, for having <gasps> me on the podcast. Oh, my God, you guys. Every week, we also worship erotic artists and genres. My all-time favorite will always be the Japanese artist Namio Harakawa. So really, the art is just very small men, tiny yeah. little men yeah, in like comparison scrawny, to her. Yeah. yeah, really skinny. Like you see their bones. Yeah, they're like underneath girls' asses. Yeah, in well, sometimes I'm I'm assuming below, like licking pussy or eating ass. Yeah, but they're like her slave. They're chain. Like sometimes they're her chair. Yeah, literally like a human chair, like a little slave, <laughs> licking, <laughs> and they're chained up. They're chained. Yeah. They're chained. And it's always like the same kind of looking guy. So I... You assume it's him. I'm assuming right. he's the guy it in the scenario. Yeah, it must be. Like the artist. This is his fetish. Right. Huge butts, you know. I think it's amazing. And the girls themselves, it's just fucking incredible. They're... I mean, they're like femdoms, right? They're yeah, exactly. Female dominance, quite literally. But they're not like a dominatrix that's like whipping somebody no they're aloof right exactly they're like casually like oh this is just like i'm sitting here reading a book not necessarily that they're reading a book no but, but they like, are yeah. sometimes like they're reading yeah. a book drinking wine there's like somewhere there was another girlfriend yeah. having tea right and underneath her there's like a dude like just eating her ass while she's chilling with her girlfriend yeah. i think there was one where there was like a bunch of men's heads just sticking up through holes and yeah. there were like most women who just come and like sit on their faces like so it's just, i think it's amazing it's just face sitting yeah. basically the theme is face sitting and it's incredible but like smothering because these are not yeah. like dainty women it's like they want to be suffocated by flesh Oh yeah, it's yeah. massive butts. Yeah, very small little men. Yeah, <laughs> that are chained to things or are literally objects because sometimes they're a chair. Exactly, like exactly. And sometimes it even looks like the whole head is in her butt. Yeah, where <laughs> he's just like gone. Basically, <laughs> he's like sucked in, <laughs> sucked in and gone. Yeah, but it's actually. I mean, they're all kind of like pretty. You know, they have like dark no, exactly, hair yeah. and they're. They're not like they're pretty classy. Big, big, beautiful women. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. they're just so chill. Yeah, super chill. Like it, it doesn't show that they're enjoying it or having any reaction to what's no, going on. No, it's not ever. negative or positive. Yeah, no. They it's just have a little sleep. Like, oh, with this them. is everyday life. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> you just like walk around. Do you want to chain like, men to chairs? <laughs> it's just like a little chair that walks with you. You're just like, well, so I gotta sit down. He's like, please do, please yeah. do. But sometimes we're even art historians. One artist did a prehistoric cave engraving, and it may be the oldest. And what is it of? It is of a vagina. It is of a vagina. <laughs> Blessed Peter Pussy. Blessed Peter Pussy. My goodness, can you even believe this? I have to say this again. 37,000 years ago, yeah. they craved or engraved and craved and, and carved carved you meant to say carved but they probably craved it they too. craved and carved a vagina into their little cave <laughs> now it's all the c words 
They can't decay and crave. Oh. oh my gosh. Ooh, they can't in the cave. I crave. Oh, look at us and our poetry <laughs> skills. <laughs> So um, it was featured in um, an artwork called Seduced, Art and Sex from Antiquity to Now. And it's a pretty amazing illustration. Yeah, it's incredible. It's, 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 <laughs> I love this. I want this on my wall. <laughs> you um, do? No, just I, to tell I you. It's I don't. I just, I, I, like, I like the artistic <laughs> quality. I just like the colors of it. Um, it's a circle of guys <laughs> each. With, each with their, the, their dick and the person in front of them. So it's just a whole... It's like a, a butt fucking circle. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a little carousel of, of butt fucks. Butt fucking. <laughs> and contemporary art vagina historians. She came up with this idea. She was like, it's so funny. You know, she was like, the vagina is something that nobody really talks about or is like really ashamed about in Japan. Yeah. So she did a mold of her own vagina and started making little art pieces. Yeah, so like painting them and like putting little people on them. And like, I mean, fucking hilarious. Yeah. Just hilarious art. She made a boat, a vagina boat, out of her own vagina. <laughs> yeah. Because she came up with this idea. She got a three, 3D print or like a, a scan printer. and yeah. a print of yeah. her vagina. So she was making all these different sculptures out, out of, of her, her own vagina. Yeah, which I think is awesome. <laughs> um, but the crazy thing about that is, so she did that and then she got arrested. We also chat about our favorite BDSM erotica. Today, we're going to look at an erotica writer who wrote one of the most famous classics in erotic literature. Mm -hmm. And it was published. A book is called The Story of O. Oh, wow. I like mm, that. The Story of O. <laughs> and it was written by a French writer in 1956. Okay, wow. And her name is Anne de Close. But nobody knew that when it came out because she was anonymous. So she wrote under a pen name, which was Pauline Rieg. Amazing. And it is out of this world. Honestly, I was when I read it, I was sitting there and basically chewing my nails. I was like, this is, I should not be reading this. Is this fucking legal? Really? It's just, you know, you because turned she turned on by it she could, I was. Not by everything, because yeah. some things are just so dark. That's not really my, like, I'm not really mm -hmm. masochistic like that. <laughs> I don't know. Not many people are, because yeah. it's really, like, whips and chains yeah. and the, the one Amazon review. And his um, wonderful name on Amazon is Sadist1313. <laughs> so you can already imagine yeah. who this person is oh my God. on Amazon. He buys, like, toilet paper under Sadist1313. <laughs> That's hilarious. I don't know what the fuck. But he wrote, graphic story for a consensual slave girl. <laughs> okay. And one of our favorite parts of the show is confessions, where you listeners send in sex questions and your stories, and we do our best to answer them. Let's start with the guy who was afraid to be sacrificed at a sex magic ritual where girls wanted to milk him for his cum. Confessions. So this is confessions, but we had somebody write us in and said we should say confessions or confessions. Confessions? <laughs> confessions is a little bit of a stretch. But, but. confessions yeah. is fantastic. I love it. So he says, hey, Lara, so I have a fuck buddy who is turning into more of a relationship. We've been seeing each other for about eight months. 
She told me she's a Wiccan (laughs) and asked me if I wanted to be part of a sex magic ritual where she and her friends would all milk me for my cum. Do you think this could be dangerous? I don't want to end up as a sacrifice, but it honestly sounds hot to me to have a bunch of alternative witchy gals fuck me till I come for each one of them. (laughs) Advice, please. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) I mean, I I love this so much. Oh, my God. So much. Um, So much love for you. I don't. I don't think it would be dangerous. If you've been dating this chick for eight months, I don't think you're meant to be a human sacrifice. <laughs> Can you imagine? So they're going to milk you for your cum. Uh, I just, <laughs> I want to say that to someone sometime. Like, oh, I want to milk you for your cum. I want to milk you for your cum. You know, I mean, there is this kind of prostate milking, though. I think I talked about this before on this podcast. And that's a BDSM practice that is actually not pleasurable. <laughs> So <laughs> I don't think that's what they're going to do. No. But I mean, how many times can you come, though? So it's not going to be extremely dangerous. I'm no, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily like he has to come for each person. Maybe they just all join in on getting him to come once. Oh, my God. What? I mean, this sounds like a dream. Right. Exactly. Every guy is going to be like, this is the dream right. scenario. <laughs> I mean... There's porns made like that. I mean, the only thing maybe, I mean, if you don't have to make them all come, it seems like you just won the fucking lotto. Yeah, no. And I don't think, uh, I don't think that's the point there. Um, And I mean, I I guess I'd say just if you, if he does do it, just go into it with an open mind. Like it's going to seem like really silly, but I'm sure it will be hot. I think as soon as all the chicks are naked, the silliness is going to fucking drop away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe maybe the whole setup, though. I mean, how do you imagine this? They're probably going to set up this whole fucking ritual with like a lot of witchy things and candles. There'll be and a stuff. circle and candles oh and all sorts of things. And he's going to be in the middle of it. And then the chicks are what? Like on all fours, like, I don't know, praying and doing witchy things around him. <laughs> until they start blowing him (laughs) probably do they gather his cum in like some cup or something probably that they'll use for spells later oh my god well just make sure it's kind of like white magic you know yeah you know (laughs) (laughs) well please tell us how this went and i think dangerous of course not if you can't come anymore you won't come anymore right it'll be fine well even if he doesn't want to end up as a sacrifice like i know like i said if she's gonna care about you if she cares about you because you've been dating for a while so i don't think she's gonna kill you off can you imagine? <laughs> oh no! This I mean, yeah, exactly. This is our fault now. Another tip from ours: in order to make her come, tell her not to come. To not be like, oh, you know, you're supposed to come. Why are you not coming? Right. Don't put that pressure on her. That's not a good idea. But no. but kind of. But also experiment and figure out what what it is that makes her happy. I, I do. Mean, f- yeah, I do feel like that. Maybe maybe the problem is that these girls or not many girls meet men who are really dedicated to them or really interested in right. their pleasure, and you can change that for them. Yeah, <laughs> to be exactly. Honest, you really can. Like, I have a girlfriend who has a new partner now, and she was like, "Oh my god, I've never experienced somebody being so." tender and attentive. attentive and i was yeah. like that's how it's supposed that's to how be. it's supposed to be yeah you know that's not it's not supposed to be like i don't know he like fucks you for two minutes yeah and, and like he something. leaves like yeah. or even if it's your boyfriend you know what i mean right 
like you want somebody who touches you, who spends time with you, who doesn't care if it takes a right. while, who enjoys the process, who wants to connect. Exactly. Like, and I think that if you also take off the pressure completely and say, you don't have to come. Right. You do not have to come yeah. today. Instead of being like, girl, you have to come today. Yeah, exactly. Just be like, actually, I forbid you to come. Right. That would be actually good. I forbid you to come. Yeah. You're not allowed to come tonight. Yeah. And then she might actually come. Yeah, probably she might. You know what I mean? Because she, she, she'll have like the pressure taken off. Right. Um, and the freedom. And here's Aquaman on how to ask your partner for an STI test. This is a very serious conversation. Yeah. And as much it's as... It's an important conversation. Yeah, because yeah. as much as we get carried away in the heat of the moment, I f- and which is amazing, I like to be clear that the person that I'm sleeping with is clean because I also don't use condoms. Yeah. Um, and ask them about, you know, their history a little bit or ask them about when the last time they got tested. So what if they haven't gotten tested in a long time? I would wait for them to get tested. <gasps> really? Them. Yeah, yeah. I have done that uh, with a recent partner, actually. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think that's so cool. I waited for like three weeks or so until she got her test results. But I mean, I think it is good, too, because the, the if you bring it up already at the bar in a conversation, don't bring it up while you're already making out. You know, no, that's no, like a no, bad time. No, like, no. have you been tested? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The person is just going to say yes, no matter if they have or not, you know? Because I don't have a condom on me, that's why. No. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's, it's like you have to be in a calm, also environment. I think also maybe like after you leave the bar or something, or you decide to go for a walk, or, or if you're meeting for coffee. I mean, it depends on the setting. <laughs> okay, you know. the coffee one. I'm not so sure. I the would coffee? Be, you think I, so? I would find it really odd on the first date if we have a coffee date and the guy pulls out his test results. I'm like, we're not even sure if we want to sleep together. Well, you have to talk about it. You engage yeah, you the person in front of you. Maybe, but you should hang out a couple times. Yes, I agree. I agree. Like, I think that's not really odd. Date, I'd be no. so confused. I'm like, because dude, pushing. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah I don't even know if yeah. we're going to sleep together. We got asked about squirting so much last year, so here is a long version of what actually is going on. Oh, it's from a guy. Um, I recall one partner who squirted. Dumb question. There's no dumb questions, baby. Where does it come from and what is the fluid made of? Okay. Please don't laugh too hard, but I always wondered until you mentioned it. I hadn't thought of it since. Okay. Um, yeah, because we talk about squirting all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At one point, you're like, what is actually going on here? Right. It's actually very interesting because science has been so weird about this topic. Mm. Um, women, there's been research done, but not like very much of it, and it's a little elusive. Um, but they have like one consensus right now, kind of. So there's two fluids that a woman will shoot out. <laughs> <laughs> well, also my so evil cackle. <laughs> Um, no, but um, shoot out, you're so dainty. You're like, that sounds cute. <laughs> well, obviously, not every woman squirts, and I think statistics are right now about like one third of women squirt. Um, and you don't have to at all. No. Um, but so there's two fluids, and one is um the ejaculate fluid, and that's more like a thick um thick milky white. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a tiny bit that comes right. out, and then there's the squirting fluid, which is like gushing right this is like you take a cup of water it's like water yeah and like everything's wet and like yeah that kind of squirting so these two um really what they think happens is that um the skein's gland which is like the female prostate Mm -hmm. will um is is stimulated through the g-spot right right like so either 
Yeah, most of the time that happens when you penetrate it, you know? Yeah. Either by a hand. We talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Most of the time you squirt when you you're squirt fingered or when fingers, yeah. you have sex. Because it's a cheese, but that's... So the gland, the scans gland, excretes fructose and something called PSA. It's like so, <laughs> you know, so technical, which is... um prostate-specific antigen, whatever the fuck. Okay. It's PSA and fructose. It's like two things that this gland excretes, and it goes into the urethra. Okay. Weird. Interesting. And then from the urethra, it comes out. Got it. So it comes through the bladder. Okay. Right? Yeah. So you are squirting through the bladder. So the ejaculate fluid that comes out, there's zero urine in it. Yeah, it's, it's literally not just no. ejaculation. Um, and some women don't even really notice when it's happened because it's not a ton of fluid. Right. It's just a little bit. Yeah. And then the squirting fluid, when it full on, this is so fucking fascinating, okay? So they tested this in women. <laughs> She's laughing at me. Oh, so- I love it. I'm, I just love how excited you are it about is, it. It is super fascinating. So they tested women. This is the test that they did. They had an empty bladder. Uh-huh. Then they started getting stimulated. Oh. But the cheese spot got stimulated. Yeah. The gland put his thing out, whoop, in the bladder. Right before they came, they tested how full the bladder was. The bladder was filled with fluid. Whoa. And then obviously squirted and yeah. it got, went out of the bladder. Crazy. And then the, ad, the bladder was empty again. But they started with an empty bladder. Right. So it filled up in like, yeah, I don't know, a minute or two, like shoop, all the way. So that fluid that comes out, also has like part of the gland like that is excreted in it. Right. But it's also a liquid and there yeah. is a tiny part of urine in it as well. Okay. Because it comes from the bladder. Of course. That's fine. But, but it's, it's not a lot. It's not like and someone's it doesn't peeing smell. on you. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. It, no, does, it, it doesn't smell, no. It doesn't smell and it's um, see-through. It's not yellow right. or anything. Exactly. But so there is like traces of urine in that splashing squirting. Right. Correct. So that's basically what people have found out. They don't necessarily know. This is also interesting, I think. They don't know why the female prostate exists. Yeah. <laughs> they don't actually know what it mean, like what it does for the body. Right. Like scientifically, why, why would that Why be would the ejaculation function? happen? Yeah. yeah, right. Because we don't have to eject to like be pregnant. Like, but don't, pregnant don't most, um, most humans start as male or start as male and turn female? Or is it the other way around? We're both... We're, oh, because we have like the, the, clit, the clit is so the clit similar is to the penis. What, yeah. what a penis would grow Yeah, it's inside. Well, yeah. But actually when somebody, um, somebody transgender starts taking a lot of testosterone, like a woman to man, yeah. um, their clitoris grows, grows nearly as long as a finger. Yeah, that's crazy. Outside of their body yeah. when they start taking t- testosterone. Right. It's fascinating. Also, we give some dating advice. Next question is from a girl. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a lot of emojis in this question, <laughs> but I'm going to freely translate. Okay. At first it was, is it truly worth putting up with a narcissist if the eggplant is fire emoji? <laughs> <laughs> if the dick, dick is, is fire. fire. Uh, well, <laughs> let me tell you Depends about Depends on this. how dick, good the dick is. No, no, Fire no. the dick is. <laughs> No. Well, well I've had I've met the specimen before with the great sex and the narcissism. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean, depending on what you want from that person. You know what I mean? If you want to have a hookup, that's fine. I mean, yeah, you can if it's take if it's, a narcissist for a night. 
Right. Well, yeah. Or like have a sex buddy where the agreement is you're just trying to have sex. But if you're trying to be in a relationship with this person, that's a whole other story. Yeah, I would not. There's a lot of people who are great in bed and like can also communicate with you about what you want, what you like. And if he's a narcissist, he might not be even really great at that. Right. Exactly. Uh, maybe not that interested in your pleasure. Maybe he is. Oh, fucking knows. But I wouldn't recommend going in a relationship with that no. person, no matter how fire, fire that the dick eggplant is. is. <laughs> There's a lot of dicks out there, people. Move on. A lot of dicks in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> write that down <laughs> there's a lot of dicks in the sea and we love your fucking stories alright next one is a really quick confession um, from a girl and she said I got COVID from a threesome with my boyfriend and my other BF got it as well I'm assuming my other boyfriend it sounds yeah. like she has two boyfriends um and then she wrote, but damn, DP was worth it. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, okay. I'm in love again. <laughs> DP has been like one of my like um, biggest dreams. <laughs> like, what's, what's, your, what's your main goal for the future? DP. Well, amen. Thank you guys so much for listening to this best off of Pussy Church. We're going to be back next week with a full show. And thank you again for being part of this tribe. See you next Sunday.